That's popped up, shallow center field. Correa is out, calling everyone off. He's there, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. Now, the Houston Astros are 2017 American League West champions. Another Astros podcast. Welcome back, Robert Ford, joined by Astros manager A.J. Hinch. And obviously tough to lose yesterday with, with a chance to, to sweep the series, but still another game today and, and another great opportunity to, to advance. Oh, sure. I mean, if, we, if anyone thought the Red Sox weren't going to fight back, then you haven't been watching this season because they, they have a resilient team. They won 90-plus games. Uh, they had some really big innings yesterday and won some big moments, but uh, we bounced back today, game four. We got some weather. We've got uh, all sorts of moving parts, but we have an opportunity to close them out today. Does the, the weather and the forecast with the rain this afternoon, does that affect any of your plans or anything that you might do today? No, not really. I mean, I think you have to play the game. You know, you have to be able to, to, to get your players ready to play, and you start getting distracted by things you can't control, Mother Nature, the umpires, uh, decisions, the, uh, the what-ifs, then you're going to find yourself um, filled with things that don't help you play well. So... Uh, we've had our guys ready. We're going to get ready. We're going to start on time uh, as of right now. And uh, if that changes, then we'll adapt. If it, if it doesn't, then we need to get as many runs as we can early and, and just keep playing. You know, you look at the way yesterday's game unfolded and you jumped out to the 3 nothing lead, did not get any runs after that, but Mookie Betts was a big part of that with what he did in right field. Rob Reddick of a three-run home run in the second inning and also had a big catch on a, a drive to right center by Alex Bregman. That probably would have scored a run. I mean, he, he maybe ha- was the biggest difference maker in that game. Huge difference in, in, in defense. It really does stand out at this time of year. And, and uh, those are two big plays. And at the time, you know, when Reddick got robbed of the homer, it didn't seem – that dramatic it would have been six nothing which obviously would have been big but as the game played out you know that six nothing lead would have uh would have been probably insurmountable for them just given the momentum that we had the first couple of innings their bullpen was being used and 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 it it proved to be a huge difference as the game went on how big were the the three innings you got from Lance McCullers was charged with two runs after he left the ball game but but able to give you some length yeah, it was important to get him in there, and, I, and that was my comfort level in going to the bullpen early as we had those innings for him, and, and, and he's a quality pitcher and somebody that, uh, that we trust and we rely on. So it was, it was good that he came out and did well. His, his outing did end um, you know, with those runs, with, with, the, with the, the leadoff walk that hurt him, and then the base hit, and then the bullpen came in, and they made some big swings. But um, for us, Lance McCullers is a weapon. We've, we viewed that from the very beginning. He's, a, he's, a, he's an all-star, and so get, putting him in the game was the easiest decision I had. Now, looking at the lineup for today, you have uh, Evan Gaddis in the DH spot. You had Carlos Beltran DHing yesterday. You've used Gaddis mostly as a DH against lefties. Beltran as a DH uh, against righties. Righty Porcello going on on the mound today for the Red Sox. What made you decide to go with Gaddis? You know, Gaddis been really good, uh, and he's swinging the bat well. You know, I thought Beltran had good at bats yesterday. Uh, stylistically, it matches up a little bit better for Gaddis. Uh, the way their bullpen shapes up, it, it, it matches up a little bit for Gaddis. So. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to put the best offensive club out there, you know, without sacrificing any defense. The DH position has been uh, debatable all year on, on who to give it to and, and, and how much to, to get guys in the lineup. I think Gaddis has earned his right uh, the last couple of games, certainly in this series. The last month in general uh, has been a strong hitter. A.J. Hench, thanks for joining us. Luke Gregerson is my guest today here on Astro Launch, and this is Steve Sparks before Game 4. How do you kind of navigate a situation like this where it could be rain, might not be rain? Uh, how, how do you go about staying sharp mentally? Uh, I mean, throughout the whole day or preparing for the game, you know, it could be a little different. Uh, 
sometimes you start the game a little later and you you know you prepare the same way you normally would, but you're kind of a little more relaxed, just waiting waiting to hear what's going on, and then you kind of flip the switch once once you know for sure. But if it's during the game, you know, and we're out there and it's raining, you just kind of. Especially in the bullpen, you just kind of have to wait it out and just can't do anything about it. It's really not much you can do. Yeah, I mean, you know, our job is to stretch out and, and be ready to pitch. You know, when the phone rings. So, you know, if you got some rain coming on, you just kind of sit back and just you know, hang on tight and just, just be ready for that phone call when the when the rain does stop. Can you put your finger, Luke, on anything different from this team than the, the playoff team in 2015? I would say probably just just more complete. I mean, we had such a good team in 15. I thought we had a great bullpen. Um, our pitching staff was lights out. You know, our hitters were not too far off from what they are now. I think uh, I think we just added those few extra piece, pieces that really just kind of solidified the team aspect of, of, of this this club right here. And we just uh, go out there and, and play the game with with a more like, I mean, complete complete feel, I guess. You know, our hitters from one through nine are really tough. You know, we got some great starters. We got a bullpen that's really strong. You know, and, and everything just comes together at the same time and spells out success a lot of times. When you're pitching against a team or a guy that that is really tough to put away, I mean, it seems like this team has a, a full lineup of of hitters that aren't afraid to hit with two strikes. How much more difficult is that for a pitcher? Um, it, it can be a lot difficult actually because you have to keep executing pitches. You know, and there's a lot of times where they're just waiting for that one mistake and. You know, through the course of a bat, if you throw in 10 pitches to one hitter, the chances are you're probably going to make at least one mistake, at least one. And whether he hits it or he doesn't, you know, but you're bound to make at least one. Sometimes you get away with it and sometimes you don't. But that's kind of just the, you know, that's the part of baseball that's that's really challenging. The best hitters in baseball are hitting 300, you know, maybe a little bit more than that. But they're still failing seven out of ten times. And I guarantee you, you look back at film, they're, they're missing some some pitches that are right down the middle probably some, once in a while. But it's a tough game. It's hard to find that barrel to a, to a round ball like that. And it's coming in. It's different speeds all the time and, and breaking and sinking and rising and all this other nonsense. It's uh, it's a challenge. But uh, when you got guys that are out there battling like that, you just got to keep executing pitches and just keep uh, staying focused. Well, this might be a stupid question, but it's probably the reason why I stunk. But I used to lose a little patience when I was facing a guy and he'd foul off five or six pitches with two strikes. And then I just finally said, all right, I'm going to throw something more down the middle and see what you do with it. Yeah. Uh, have you ever done that? I don't want to admit it, but yes, <laughs> I have. Um, you know, you, you do. You get, you get frustrated because you're, like, executing really good pitches and, and guys finding a way just to tick them just a little bit, you know, and it starts to get under your skin a little bit. You're like, fine, I'll just, you know, I'll let one heat right down the middle with a little sink or a little something and... Then they hit a you know, missile through the hole or double in your gaff or something, then you get really ticked off. But, um, yeah, it's a, it can be a nerve-wracking sometimes. Luke, can you give us a little window into your mind when you're out there on the, on the mound in a playoff situation? Are you thinking about, man, this? a lot of people are watching this. Does that ever come through your mind or uh, weird things that you have to get out of your mind when, when you're trying to execute pitches? Um, I would say on the mound – not so much. Um, I, you know, the downtime in between, you know, you, I think everybody kind of goes through it sometimes where you just start thinking about stuff, you know. This is such, like like we've already said, this is such a good team and you don't want to go out there and disappoint and, right. and let your team down or let your family down or, you know, and, and like you said, there's 
weird things you know, go through 40, your mind. Some thousand people out there watching, plus the hundreds of thousands watching on TV. Yeah. You know, you, you just don't you don't want to let people down. You don't want to be a disappointment to yourself, your family, to your yeah. team, like to, to everybody. And you know, so you just got to go out there and and just take that deep breath, like they always say, which which really does help. And and just go out there and focus on the catcher. And and I think once you get on that game mound, all, everything else kind of just fades away, and you just it's, it becomes a baseball game again. You just you look at that catcher, he throws on the signs, and you get ready to go. Not enough people talk about those deep breaths, but that's part of your routine in between pitches. And then as soon as you take that deep breath and kind of relax, then it, it help you focus? Absolutely, and it helps, helps keep you loose a little bit too. I think a lot of times, even as hitters, you know, when they're not hitting well, they, they're probably tensed up and a little bit. And, and same thing happens with pitching. If you don't sit back and take that deep breath and just loosen up for a second, you can start to tense up your arm and tense up your grip. And next thing you know, your ball is not doing what you want it to do or you, or you can't execute uh, location. Um, but the looser you can be, the more calm you can be, the deep breaths you can take, the, the, the more quality of a pitch you can make. There you go. That's Luke Gregerson. Best of luck, Game Four. Hopefully, take this back to Houston and uh, see what happens in the in the ALCS. I'll believe it. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network.